0: Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. Today's guest is Emily Reagan and she is a digital marketing VA and uh, she has turned her business into a agency where she has a great team now um, and now she teaches other people to become a VA and her first beta launch she got 20 people in which is pretty good but only four of those finished her course and she finished her third launch earlier this year at 23k it's a lot of good stuff in here. now before we get into today's episode i wanted to let you know that i'm opening up something i call a uh, launch chat so basically it's a 15 20 minutes call that you can get on if you're stuck in a launch or you're about to launch and you need some help to move forward all you have to do is click the link in the show notes and schedule a call and we'll figure out how to move you forward so let's dig into the episode have you launched your online course with great success, or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry? Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Wesker, and I will help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlight the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. Welcome everybody to the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. My name is Ken Musker. I'm a host as usual. And today I am joined by Emily. Welcome, Emily.
1: Hey, so happy to be here.
0: I'm glad to have you. Uh, Before we get into, you know, the whole launching bit and all of that good stuff, um, I would love to just hear a little bit more about, you know, who you are, who you serve and how you help them.
1: Well, I am Emily Reagan. I am a military spouse here in the U.S., and I've been married to the military for seventeen years. Wow. And because of that, I have moved eleven times, and I've never mm-hmm. had a job longer than eighteen months. <laughs> my, my career has been totally second fiddle. That that was okay. I quit my full time job to stay at home with my kid. I had had all these random jobs. They didn't really add up to much or a salary that was felt worthy, you mm-hmm. know, and. I I gladly stayed home with the kids, but there just happened to be this point in time where I fell into some freelance work and it took off from there and I was able to carry my job with me wherever we move for the first time ever. And that freelance world is this online world we're in today. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know it at the time, but there's this whole online world and this formula and business owners are trying to build their audience and grow their email list. And I stumbled on it using some of my PR skills. And I've been working on the back end for clients for about 10 years now.
0: Wow. Yeah, Yeah. it must have been, I mean, being a military spouse, that cannot be easy in terms of, you know, like I said, having a career, you can basically just forget about that. I mean, you can't keep a job because you keep moving around. So that must be, you know, pretty weird. And but you were first fortunately enough to kind of figure out the whole, like you said, the freelancer bit. And yes, that must have changed so much for you.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. So I came from a PR and journalism background. And I had seen somebody asking for help with a media kit. I had no idea what a media kit was to today's standard. You know, now influencers and bloggers are trying to get, you know, paid collaborations, but I'd done press in the past. So I just Googled it, figured it out, Mm -hmm. hired somebody to do the design because back then we didn't even have Canva. I couldn't even DIY and I just faked it. (laughs) And then from there it took off because it exposed this whole world to me. I realized for the media kit, we needed Google analytics and when I figured out how to install Google Analytics and looked at the traffic, I saw all these people coming from Pinterest. And I told my client, like, hey, let's try to use Pinterest on purpose. And then that exploded. And I just kind of, like, fell into it. But I was using my brain along the way. And I've been very open to learning new things. So my, my client started calling me their VA. Mm -hmm. Coming from the military, I thought that was a different acronym. I thought it meant like veterans affairs, but (laughs) I was so much more than a VA. I was setting up the funnels. I'm writing the emails. I have such a vast experience with social media, writing, uh, copywriting, video editing, audio. So I was able to use all of my skills that weren't necessarily very deep in any one, Mm -hmm. you know, category, but it all kind of came together to help with this online business. So before I knew it, I booked out in clients and then I started passing the jobs on to my friends because they were smart. It's not that hard to learn this. It's just you just need to get up to date with what digital marketing is and what business owners are trying to do. So one of the first girls I hired on my team was an engineer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, you could be a project manager. Like come, I'll teach you everything you know. And now she is a a launch manager and, and an online business manager. So wow. Yeah, so it's kind of like this gateway into the online world, and you can come from whatever background. And that's how my course started was Mm -hmm. this need. I had a lot of business owners who wanted to hire me, and I was telling them no, like I, I was booked out. I have four kids. Yeah, my husband deployed for a year. Like I could not take on any more clients, and then I had all these friends that are just sitting at home twiddling their thumbs and bored because they're smart women, but they've chosen to follow their husbands. And most likely it's, it's usually women, you know, following yeah, their husbands yeah. in my, my group. But I do have a couple guys in my, in my course. And then I also have a bunch of women who are starting over. So they're probably over 40 and mm-hmm. looking to get into a different career field. They're looking to stay home and they're bringing a different set of, um, knowledge and on the job experience with them. So I just started teaching them. And then I'm like, I'm, I'd am i be stupid not to do a course with this. Yeah. So that was a kind of a no brainer for me. But it took a while to get there because I was doing the client work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that will get in the way, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's funny, like you said, though, uh, is the task that you get is, you know, like you said, it's not really hard. No. But what is the point of the business owners? how do they see these tasks? Do they see them as hard or is it just a need that they don't see that they have the time to do it? So they kind of need to offload it to someone else.
1: Yes. So my client, my, one of my first clients ended up being a very big entrepreneur. I helped her get a million dollars you know, do the launches and do all the behind the scenes. And it was mm-hmm. really fun. But one of the pivotal moments as a VA behind the scenes was when she had James Wedmore on her podcast. And I know Mm. you're a fan of him. Yeah. And this was a couple years ago. And I remember cooking in my kitchen, listening to their interview because it was my job to listen and do the marketing and do the show notes and all Mm -hmm. of that stuff behind the scenes. And uh, I remember James, I kind of knew who he was, but not really. And I remember him talking about the entrepreneurial mindset and it just like clicked with me that no matter what, I mean, business owners are going to need help because they can't do it all. The eighty twenty rule, if they want to progress at all, they have to hire help and get mm-hmm. help. And so I knew to do that from my own business and I can really give James all the credit because it didn't it just didn't really occur to me like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. So. Um, so why did you start your business for yourself? Is it because you felt that you needed the money or is it that you need to fill your time or... What was the desire behind starting a business?
1: That is a pretty deep question. <laughs> it's, it's not so simple because on the surface, you're like, yeah, money, safety, security. When I started staying at home with my kids, I left my dream job mm-hmm. and that hurt. It hurt. I actually found out I was pregnant the first week on the job. And I stayed and then the military, we had to move. So I moved when he was nine months old. So I was, I was happy to stay at home, but there was just always a part of me that needed something to do. And I mm-hmm. was happy being at home, but I like tangible results. I like being creative. I like using my brain for other things and just staying at home with my son at the beginning. I had no satisfaction in cleaning a bathtub. You know, like cleaning the house. You know how it is with kids. Yeah. Like, you're doing the same. You're. I feel like all of quarantine, I've just been cleaning the kitchen and cooking. You know, it's just, I just needed something more. And I used yeah. to pride myself on producing things. And I know my self-worth isn't, you know, tied into to that. But at the same time, like, I used to work in a newspaper. I loved having something printed at the end of the week that I, mm-hmm. look what I did. Or if I get a client in a magazine article, like, look, you know, they've been published and I helped. And so I just needed something more. And it wasn't about the money at first. It was about the freedom. Because when I started, I was making $10 an hour. I was basically playing on Pinterest for 20, maybe, I mean, I was making $200 a month. Like it was nothing. Mm -hmm. And for me, it became also... The first time I ever started to see, like, as my clients started making money, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have four kids. Like, this makes so much sense. I gotta do it now. Like, I can't wait till my youngest is in kindergarten. My husband retires from the military in two years. I can see a whole different future for us. Mm-hmm. Not having to do the safe government, you know, get out of the military, get a government job. And I just, I want freedom. I wanna be able to go to like Norway for the, the summer, you know? <laughs> I don't want to be stuck.
0: Yeah, I mean it's pretty nice right now. I I, I gotta admit that in the summertime.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's pretty light out there too, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, we got. I mean, the sun is up until ten, maybe even eleven. Yeah. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. Um. Well, let's talk a little about you know the launches that you've done. Um, you've done a beta launch at some point. So how did that go?
1: Okay, so I have done three. Launches mm-hmm. and my beta was last year in January, and I was already creating the course. I had had the idea, I'd probably been producing some videos for my own team because at that point I was an agency and I had a, I think I had about eight women working for me, mm-hmm. and I was already training them. So I thought, why not scale this? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this makes sense. And the first Two on my team, God bless them. They were just thrown in by fire and I had to figure things out. And then I kind of got to work through some of the processes like how do I teach SEO and Pinterest to somebody who knows nothing? So Mm -hmm. it kind of was getting out of me but it didn't really come out until I just committed to a beta. I only had two weeks done and my husband was deployed and I said, I'm just gonna do it and take this leap with me. And I had started a Facebook group I probably had about 30 or 40 people in there who were mainly my friends. I had probably the same amount on my email list and I just, I went for it and I got about 20.
0: Wow. That's pretty good. It was amazing. (laughs) And
1: I offered a stupid low price. I mean, I knew I was nobody. I had done no promotion in the last 10 years. I was completely behind the scenes helping my clients make money. And so I knew they were taking a risk on me. But I also Mm -hmm. knew that my my method, my way to get your foot in the door, what you need to know, like I knew the content was golden.
0: Yeah.
1: So I only had about maybe four or five actually complete the course and take it seriously. Mm. But that's all I needed for those testimonials. Absolutely. So that that was a little bit shocking. Sometimes I wonder if my price was too low. I offered it for $67. Mm-hmm. I offered it for $97 and I gave a $30 coupon. And after that, I had some people tell me, like, oh, I should have joined back when it was $67, because you know, it's not $67 anymore.
0: Yeah. Obviously.
1: But <laughs> it got me going, it got the content out. It was very rough. Like I had to go back and redo all of the videos after that beta make it better quality. But the content was good. Mm. So that felt amazing, because I made enough money to pay for a Kajabi. I think I made like $1,200.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: So like (laughs) when?
0: Yeah, but it's a good start. And yeah, it's probably true. Like you said, um, you know, if people are not invested enough, they won't follow through.
1: Yeah. So $67,
0: maybe that basically just wasn't enough to make them understand that, you know, you're losing money if you're not kind of going through this course, obviously.
1: Yeah, it was, it was kind of a fast start. If I could redo it, I probably wouldn't do it that cheap, but I was really starting with nothing. And so I just decided I wasn't going to think about the numbers. I was going to focus on the outcome. Mm -hmm. And I made my 2019 goal was just to get 50 students. I, I didn't make it about income. Because I'm at least doing the client, some client work, like I'm covering my expenses. Mm -hmm. So I was able to have a very like low profit year (laughs) last year because (laughs) I knew I was in the growing stage. Mm -hmm. So probably the part people don't really talk about. You think like you're just going to come out the door and launch and get six figures and Absolutely.
0: And (laughs) I understand why people think so. Because I mean, that is what has been talked about from, you know, all kinds of People, I mean, they're constantly talking about at least a five-figure launch, but oftentimes six-figure launches, you hear that all the time. And yeah. people think that that's what they're going to end up with the first launch. But the thing is, there's probably more zero sales launches than five or six-figure launches.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I have helped. This is the scary part. I've helped people launch and seen them launch at zero. Mm-hmm. So I had that fear. Of course, they had that fear, but I also knew... I needed to go all in. I just, I'm like, I can't afford to just skip steps here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go with the best software. I'm not going to like completely bootstrap it. I went right out of the door with Kajabi. I went right out of the door with a course. And then I started with a backend membership, even though I only had like four people in it, you know, I just decided I wanted to build it right from the beginning and not get caught up in the numbers. But, um, I've also seen million dollar launches and I've been a part of that and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was, I was motivated.
0: <laughs> yeah. But then again, you know, having a small launch, a big launch, it doesn't really matter though, does it? Because you still go through the same emotions. You are still yeah. unsure if this is going to work or we going to hit the, the goals that we set for ourselves. I mean, they're yeah. all the same emotions, but at different levels, obviously.
1: Yeah. Every, every single launch, I add some kind of new component and then sweat it. <laughs> Wonder if it's gonna work. You know, doubt everything. Yeah. And then yet I have fun with it. So uh, it's funny.
0: Well, how do you kind of go through that emotion and still yet have fun with it? How do you? How are you able to do that?
1: Um, well, my second launch, I did the whole webinar thing. Mm-hmm. That was terrifying. I
0: <laughs> tell me more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have never given a PowerPoint presentation longer than three minutes. Okay, and I think for one of my classes it was supposed to be five, and I just I couldn't do it. I got to three, and I think I got a bad grade. And I'm like, everybody's talking. About, I just I had such a bad attitude, but I just I just never felt like I needed the spotlight on me. I always wanted to be behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. My degree is in broadcasting, but I wanted to be the news producer. I wanted to be the editor, just telling people what to do. So the thought of doing a webinar, oh gosh it wasn't perfect, but I just embraced myself. Mm -hmm. I laugh at myself. I uh, definitely say probably a lot of ums. I'm probably annoying to some people, but I also just made it me and I made it fun. So I took Amy Porterfield's DCA because I wanted the webinar component and I had all her slides and I did it her way. And I thought, this is boring. So I went back for my sake, and put all uh, memes in there from The Office. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun with it. And if I'm having fun and I'm enjoying each slide and it's making me laugh, surely other people will. So I just embraced the positive of it. And it got to be fun because I did know my content. I Mm -hmm. am serving. I had to get over myself myself. And it's, I'm still going to be nervous when I do it next time. It's never going to be like this perfect Amy Porterfield webinar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I know I saw that conversation happening somewhere on online uh, about, you know, uh, you, you have this uh, webinar slide deck that somebody else used and you take that and you just kind of go with it. But like you said, it doesn't feel like you, it doesn't Uh sit right. And you know, what ends up with is that nobody's actually buying from you because, they can't relate to you because it's not you in that webinar. Yeah. And that is why it's so important to kind of just mix it up a little bit, make it into your own, but use it as a guideline. That's fine. But don't really just copy and just run with it.
1: Yeah. Sandra said that on one of your earlier podcasts, how she realized that it wasn't her and she needed to make it fun and mm-hmm. came up with new ideas. I think when I signed up for Amy's course, I felt like I needed to follow her exactly exactly it took me nine months. I got through the course. Like I felt like I'm just going to listen to her and do everything she says. But when it got down to it, I'm like, I need to break the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and I know she doesn't care about the design, but I'm like, I just, I've seen that with other clients who just copy everybody else. And I don't last very long with those clients because they're not authentic and I don't, mm. I end up not believing in them and then I don't want to work for them. So Yeah. Oh, so true. sorry about that.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so what are some, you know, the last launch that you did? Uh, how did that go compared to oh, both the first launch and the second launch?
1: So my second launch, I ended up making about $7,000. That's
0: I pretty think a pretty big I, difference from the first launch. Though.
1: Yeah, yeah. I put in a little bit of money of ad, in ads. I hadn't really done that before. My email list was still pretty tiny. Mm-hmm. I had gained a couple hundred. I think I had like two or 300 register for the webinars. I was thrilled. My stats were amazing. My show up rate was 20%. My conversion rate was 15%. Like I just nice. thought I was the bomb. Yeah. And what's funny is right after the, my last webinar, I was in the middle of like an asthma attack <laughs> and I, <laughs> I finished it. And then I checked myself into the hospital. It was like, oh, wow. it was crazy. <laughs> And so I didn't really have time to process what had happened, but I, it was felt super successful. And not only that, I had a huge batch of good students mm-hmm. who were really serious, did amazing, helped me look even better, like went out and got good clients. Like they just were all stars. So then I launched again in end of February. Mm -hmm. And in between that time, I put a little bit more money into my Facebook ads. I had a a lead magnet. It's just kind of a boring PDF when you think about it. I wanted to get my quiz done, my quiz funnel. I just didn't get it done in time. But that time, I was thinking, like, what feels fun to me? And I decided to do a little free training series as part of my – it wasn't supposed to be part of my pre-launch, but it ended up being part of my pre-launch. And that really helped because people were curious about the type of tasks I was doing. Mm-hmm. And it fit, it fit really well with my webinar. Because on my webinar, I'm teaching people how to work online. And they're curious, like, can I do this type of work? Like, yeah, they could do admin tasks, but can they do digital media work? So that ended up being good I actually had fun with it I hid like a little egg training in there a little egg bonus and I just try to have fun with it and it was all inside my free Facebook group I did not keep it complicated I've spent lots of hours making it complicated for my clients and I just I didn't want to do that for me yeah. but that launch um it, it started off crickets I had nobody buy like usually mm. you know there's a peak with yeah, usually
0: your, um,
1: early bird bonus mm-hmm. no it was crickets And I was freaking out. And then I thought, Oh God, it's Facebook ads sending all the wrong people to me. Cause by then I, you know, tripled down on my Facebook ad spending. I had over a thousand register for the webinar and I was freaking out and talking to a lot of other entrepreneurs. I learned that second launches aren't always the same. The stats were lower and I, I didn't know this was a thing. And, it was really terrifying because by then I had invested all this money in Facebook ads. I think about $4,000. The
0: story
1: ends. The story ends. Well, I almost got 50 students, which was my goal. Mm -hmm. I made $23,000 each time I've upped my price of my course. So I made five figures, but it did not start off like that. It was, (laughs) it was crazy. And so that's when I realized my wait list was not a good wait list. Uh You know, (laughs) nobody, Nobody was signing up. I mean, any, any, no one on the waitlist spot early. Okay. Even, even with my bonus. So I had this aha moment where I thought, I want my waitlist to be a fun place to be
0: mm-hmm. next
1: time. I want it to be like people get rewarded for being on the waitlist. I don't want my yeah. waitlist to be the place where people sign up after the cart closes because they were too scared, mm-hmm. you know? Because I don't know about you, but after I close my cart, I see the waitlist like jump up, and like that's not cool. <laughs> so I decided um, to offer coupons to my waitlist. So my next real launch, I will do that. I did that with a little mini soft launch during COVID to help people out who wanted to take the course and who had the time, mm-hmm. and it worked. It worked. The waitlist people liked that. So now I just I kind of am like looking at my waitlist differently. And thinking about that as like the secret fun place to be, like how can I push people there who are really the go getters who I want mm-hmm. and not the losers <laughs> for lack <laughs> for lack of a better word, you know?
0: Yeah. I get it. So
1: yeah, that was a big aha moment. I was really counting on that converting and um so I'm I'm sure I'll have more that develops from that, but it, it needs to be it needs to be the sexy place to hang out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. Um, are you doing anything else with that waitlist, or are they just getting the coupon and that's it? Or are you doing more with it?
1: Well, so I thought about, you know, the early bird bonus. What do people really want? Like they don't want more stuff. They just, I mean, we don't, my course has so much training in there. I very rarely, I don't know about you, but there's always bonuses and it's overwhelming. So I'm mm-hmm. going to be doing a lot. Lar- it's a large coupon, but I'm not going to tell people that. Like, I'm telling people, <laughs> how do I say this so I sound smart? I'm, I, I like to tease things and have fun with it. And so a lot of my emails are like, if you're serious, go get on the waitlist because there's a reward. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm pushing the waitlist in a different way that feels it's more fun. It attracts the right people. And it's not like the years I've done for clients where I'm like, go get on my waitlist to learn more. You know, like all those... Yeah little plugs, text links where you throw the waitlist in everywhere, all over social media and all over your website. Mine is just having a slightly different wording.
0: Mm -hmm. And do they get anything? I mean, obviously they get the reward once, you know, the next launch comes up, but how do you kind of nurture that waitlist? Do you do that in a different kind of way or?
1: You know, honestly, I don't have anything else going, but I I want to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What would you do? I don't know. I would, probably just find out some kind of fun way to like you said you want to make it a sexy place like you said um so i mean there's obviously a ton of things you can do differently and then just you know you'll get a reward you know a couple months now uh because you're not keeping them warm at that point so you want to definitely just do something that resonates with you that shows your personality and maybe bring some value to it as well which you wouldn't give somewhere else
1: yeah, like make it exclusive. Make it
0: a little bit more exclusive. Yeah. Uh,
1: I'll come up with something. Um. I like to just think of something and then I jump on it and do it. So, I I decided I was gonna I'm gonna go ahead and launch again. Times have been really weird. Mm-hmm. People are at home, but people are asking me, and I wanted to be sensitive, but I think that I I'll come up with something and I'll get back with you. Awesome. I, yeah. Let's make I, it even I, I, more sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's not just, yeah. <laughs> There's so well, many things we could do with that. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. But yeah, no, but I love that, you know, just doing something different with the web list and just, you know, sign up and get more information or, you know, yeah. know when we are launching or something like that. It's, it's boring to be honest.
1: Yes. Yeah. It is.
0: Absolutely. Um, so have you, in terms of this last launch that you did, did you change anything in terms of, you know, did you plan things out? Did you set some deadlines for you to get everything ready beforehand? Or did you just kind of go with it and do things over on the fly? was
1: So I get the feeling you're a planner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you like sorting Legos. I get that you're a planner. I like mm-hmm. to plan. I also have four kids. Take like I'm building my business in the cracks over here. I, I kind of have the, the plan in mind. I know that each launch, I'll do something a little different. Mm-hmm. But it, this one's probably going to be a pretty quick launch. But I was kind of revving up for an April one and then revved it down and just yeah. did a very quiet, soft launch just to my email list. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to kind of jump. I'm going to do a challenge this time beforehand. And it's a challenge I believe in and I want to do. And I think that will help my students win something because if I'm going to spend all this time developing content, I want it to help my former students and I want it to attract new people. So I'm trying to just, you know, double down. (laughs) Like what what am I trying to get a two for one? That's Mm -hmm. what I want out of whatever content I produce. So I'm going to do a challenge to go straight to webinars and do a launch. Uh, Yeah, I'm not, it's going to be on the fly, but I have all the assets done. You know, I have the ads at work. I have the emails. I have the webinar show up sequence. It might, I'm curious how the numbers will be compared to next time, but I think I'm really going to have to dial in the Facebook ads a little bit different
0: Mm -hmm.
1: from that last launch when I had the crickets. Yeah. But you know what I learned that last launch too? My audience is so cold coming to me. Right. I learned during that two-week cart open period. I mean, I did the full two weeks. It was long.
0: That's long, I, yeah.
1: Yeah, I and it wasn't as intense as some, as some of my clients' launches, where like they expect me to stay up till midnight and then close the, you know, cart and all of that. My launches were pretty chill. Uh, I didn't. Ha- I don't have a ton of affiliates. I don't have to like run around and do Facebook Lives on everybody's page. So it's not as complicated as James or Stu or whatever. But um, <laughs> I learned to use my Facebook group simultaneously and really push people who aren't ready to buy over there. And I think what happened with that first week when it was pretty dead was I wasn't nurturing them enough. I should have utilized that show up sequence because a lot of people sign up on like the first day that your ad comes out and then they have to wait seven days Mm -hmm. for your webinar. So I really started that second week pushing people to the Facebook group and then they started warming up to me faster before right. the before the webinar, after the webinar, and I got a lot of sales the last day. My Facebook group is jammed with tons of content for all kinds of niches for VAs, tons of interviews. I have the free training series that I told you I did. So it was a really good place to send people and let them see if the content worked for them. Cause you know, I'm not a very like salesy, pushy person. And you know, I'm probably not the best closer on my webinar, but at least they could go see the content and see that I'm really doing the work and I really am getting successes and helping students. So that was a big aha moment for me last launch too. So I'll do that again this launch. I also put out a quiz funnel mm-hmm. it, and that has helped me generate 2000 leads. Nice. I put a really, really, <laughs> it took me a while. It took me a couple of months, but it's was a really well done quiz and it steers everybody to the call to action is to join my Facebook group Mm -hmm. and I didn't have a low offer at the time. So right now it's that, and that has helped me. So I'm kind of curious what will happen this next launch, having new leads.
0: Yeah. Plus you probably sit with a lot of information from that quiz because I assume you can sift through all the answers and really dig deep into, you know, all the answers that you get.
1: Yeah. It's very, it's segmented, which is great. Mm -hmm. It's very helpful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any other big lessons from the last launch that you did?
1: Um, I, you know, I had to utilize my team more, mm-hmm. get more off my plate. I think that's the journey of an entrepreneur. You know, you spend the first launch doing a lot on your own, but yeah. it just becomes a time suck. So I need to get more of my team doing it, and I like to do it on my own. I mean, this is how I built my business. Like, I like doing the techie and the integration and the writing, but I just. I had to step back a little bit and let the girls on my team help and they do amazing. If you give Mm -hmm. them a little bit of leeway and autonomy, I had uh, my teammate Deb write some of the emails for me this time around and it was helped so much. Like there's no way with the kids home for summer, I can do a whole launch by myself. You know, I got to get help. So I'm going to definitely try to system, probably get into systems better. Um, just so next, even next time I can pull out even more and just do front stage. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, exactly. Cause you are the face of the company obviously, yeah. or agency. So obviously you need to be yeah. serving them, but having someone in the background, helping you sort of, you know, the rest of the stuff will make things a little bit easier for you as well. And just yeah. kind of be more present. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's such a numbers game. I remember listening <laughs> to James Wedmore talk at Kajabi Mm-hmm. And I think I was in love cause he was geeking out over percentages and cost per leads. And he just really opened my eyes. Like if I can just get more people into the beginning of that funnel, like things should be better. I don't have it all smoothed out perfectly and calculated like he has, but, uh, I have that, those starting statistics, those starting percentages. And now I have something I want to beat, something I want to do better at. And, mm-hmm. um, that part of the launch is what's fun for me. Like, you don't get to talk about that with your students, or like my husband doesn't get it. But um, like, okay, this time I'm going to get 15% conversion. Like, what do I need to do to get that? How can I get my ads even lower? Like, it's mm-hmm. all like gambling, and it's kind of kind of fun.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you just got to test things out to see kind of what works, well, what doesn't work. So yeah, yeah, exactly. What are some of the biggest improvements that you're making for the next launch that you're doing?
1: Um, I have a down sell this mm-hmm. time. Nice. Uh, I managed to have a little course baby during COVID. <laughs> and it was, it was my 2020 goal. And I don't know how I got it done. Like this whole shutdown has been such a blur. But I got my um, dream spotlight course out. It's a $200 offer. And it helps a unicorn. I call them unicorns because they're like the magical implementer in somebody's business and, you know, they're a virtual assistant, but, you know, bigger than yeah. that. So it, it teaches them to be a Facebook community manager. And, you know, as a business owner, it's not just about approving
0: members Absolutely not. and muting
1: no. them. So I teach them copywriting hacks and how to grow the email list from it. All the things you wish your, you know, community manager already knew when you hire them. So I feel like that's an easy win for people who can't afford my signature course, mm-hmm. who need something smaller. So that will be added new and I have never had a down sell. So I get to, I get to figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> There's always something new.
0: But so, I believe, you know, that's obviously something, something people should probably do a lot more, Yeah, you know, obviously people can't buy the main thing that you're selling. There's probably something else in your product line that you can offer that is more affordable or better fit at that moment. So definitely something people should be looking into. Yeah.
1: It's just hard to do it all. We, we want to have this funnel. We want to have these course offerings and obviously kind of have to pick and choose what we do next. And for me, it's been very slow and steady. Like,
0: but I, I think that's a good to, thing. Because yeah. I think Cause if people try to do too much, they get overwhelmed and yeah. Yeah, things can go wrong quite quickly if you try to do way too much. And people think that they do have to do everything.
1: Yeah. And it takes time to build up your credibility and authority. Like you just don't pop out of nowhere. (laughs) And like, I don't know about you. I get as an entrepreneur, I get a ton of ads in my Instagram feed and my Facebook feed. And I don't know who any of these people are. Mm -hmm. Do you, does that happen to you?
0: Yeah, all all the time.
1: Yeah. So I feel very self-conscious. I don't want to be that person. However, my ICA isn't used to what we're seeing, you know. Their ads might look differently, Mm -hmm. but gosh, I, I just want people to warm up to me and trust me. And, and I want it to be a good fit. I don't want to attract the wrong person because the wrong person doesn't finish my course. I feel guilty. Then they're not ready to be hired. And it's my reputation at stake. If they can't finish the course and an entrepreneur hires them, like I look like a terrible, you know, Mm -hmm. teacher and I don't want that. I really want to be careful. So I got to figure all of that out. I I know there's always tweaks in the messaging and the ads, Mm -hmm. like all of those little tiny things are so important.
0: Yeah. Are you doing something currently to kind of make sure that you get the right people?
1: I think I'm going to try to utilize my training series again. I walk through, you know, watermarking photos or doing a contact form and a landing page or getting screenshots. Like I walk through really silly some easy, some not uh, digital media task. And I think I almost want people to do that. I want to say like, go, ta- go watch this first and see if this is your thing. Because mm-hmm. truly, some people would rather just, you know, manage an inbox or an Excel spreadsheet and then this isn't the course for them. So I think getting clearer on who it's not for is going to be my next big step and you only you only gain that clarity by doing it by working with different people and seeing what works and yeah yeah
0: yeah that that's very true i mean if you decide to not take action and don't follow through with the things that you you know have this idea for obviously you're not going to get any answers and yeah yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it just doesn't work you need to put in the work and kind of do it and get into conversation with people and having somebody buy stuff from you, so yeah. you can learn something from them
1: and talk to them and fail. I mean, having the, you probably learn more from the failures. Absolutely. I learned a lot just the other week. Cause I hired somebody to help me with a client, social media. And even though she had taken my course, I learned a lot about the process of what a business owner goes through onboarding somebody. And it's not easy. It's not fun. And I instead of pulling my hair out, I was reminding myself, okay, teaching moment, teaching moment, like Mm -hmm. scribbling down notes, like how can I make this better? Because the VA is just as stressed out when they get hired by a business owner who's not communicating well or you know saying what their expectations are. Yeah. You know, I was doing the typical entrepreneur thing where I'm like, ah, just take over, just do it. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, there's always lessons to be learned. I'm pretty open minded about that, and. I think not trying to be perfect is key.
0: Yeah, exactly. Do you have any like best tips uh, for anyone who's starting out brand new to this?
1: I think that you don't want to skip over building your list. You have to validate that idea and make sure people are asking you for the thing. And Mm -hmm. the the failures I have seen – from the clients I've worked with is cuz they went all in on a course without doing that marketing work and that marketing work's not fun. Amy yeah. makes us Amy makes us get on the phone and talk to people. It's like the worst thing in the world for me to make to call the pizza guy on the phone. I'm so glad we have apps. Like I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> like I don't know what it is about the phone. Like I'm doing fine here like yeah. based based on a Zoom but I just I don't know. But I did the work. And I validated it. And my clients who just jump forward, especially when they went from something they're not good at and not already doing to something new, it never works. You have to take what you're already doing and build success from that and build your proof, your social proof from that before you can really like do the course. Mm-hmm. You've got to have success in real life. So that yeah. was, that's kind of been my biggest lesson. My other big lesson is just jump just jump in and do it. Cause it's never, if you don't do it, someone else is going to do it. And I so have to true. say that has lit more fires for my clients. Cause I will see somebody who's about to offer a product very similar to theirs. I'm like, look, so-and-so is <laughs> about to launch a podcast or somebody's coming up with a course. And I mean, they get going and yeah. that's like, Probably the biggest motivator
0: <laughs> right there. I totally agree. I, that's kind of what happened with this podcast as well. I mean, I had the idea and I was sitting on it way too long. And it, oh. then suddenly the fear started kicking. What if somebody else picks up this idea? I mean, yeah. from talking to people, they all thought it was a great idea. The concept was awesome. They loved the name, everything. It's like, can okay, I need to do this? And yeah, I finally just went with it. And from my point of view, it's been successful.
1: I thought, I thought it was awesome. So we were Facebook friends and I watched you launch it and the name just, it was totally had me intrigued. Mm -hmm. And of course I wasn't thinking about pitching myself at all. I think about, you know, client work. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a course creator too. I do this. But I had a girl in one of my accountability groups, an entrepreneur who kept thinking about a podcast, thinking about it. And in the span of like 24 hours from talking about it, somebody took the name. Wow. So you, you can't afford to wait. Exactly. (laughs) even on your name if you've got a cool name go buy that domain
0: (laughs) yeah so true and And, that will
1: make you do it (laughs) yeah
0: and trademark it as well I actually talked to somebody on an earlier podcast about trademarking and yeah if you have a great name make sure that you can own it and make it yours
1: oh my gosh I need to do that Mm. so I had this whole idea for the unicorn thing like two years ago and I know it's not original but at the time it was kind of new. And now I'm seeing um, very similar competition. And when I came up with my idea for my course, I didn't know there was other VA courses out there. I just put on my blinders and I did it my way. Mm -hmm. And every now and then I get whiff of something that's similar. I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) just, Just don't even (laughs) look because it will start to mess with my head a little bit. And Uh, self-doubt and imposter syndrome but the reality is like I have a way to do it it works it's not for everybody who who wants to join me Mm -hmm. and I did the whole unicorn thing not knowing it would be super trendy but I'm just gonna own it because that's what every business owner needs is a unicorn to help them do everything (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) exactly okay so how can people reach out to you and get in touch with you and just find you online
1: so I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Emily Reagan PR, and I like to have fun over there. I try to not take myself too seriously. So join me on Instagram. That's the most fun place, I think. Mm-hmm. And I also have, we could maybe link to this in your show notes. I have a, a blog article for any entrepreneurs who don't know what to give their digital media VA, like what kind of tasks. And I think that might help. It's not, I don't need your email. I'm not trying to get your email, but I think that might help you. A lot of entrepreneurs come to me and say like, I don't even know what my VA should be helping me with. And if Mm -hmm. you get a true unicorn, they will help you with everything because they have a good attitude, a good work ethic. They're resourceful. But this blog article has five things to start with that can help you not just like managing your inbox, like above and beyond tasks. So that's
0: yeah yeah let's do that and put that in show notes so we can find it and click through it awesome we'll do that yeah well um thank you for joining me it was an honor to have you on the show
1: yeah thank you so much and um i just hope everybody out there is motivated to launch a podcast because it's scary but it's so doable if like we can do it you can do it
0: (laughs) yeah exactly thank you everybody for listening into this week's podcast we'll talk again next week Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Wesker. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.